it hasn't been easy to be a millennial. This generation, which includes people in their mid-twenties to people in their very early forties, has spent much of their lives enduring economic calamity. As indicated by writer Gina Smialik, many were mere children when the dot-com bubble burst. Then they graduated from high school during the late 2000s when the real estate market crumbled and America entered its most severe recession in decades. And just as things were heating up economically, COVID-19 arrived. And if this were not enough, along with student debt, climate change, and other issues of the day, millennials are now having to wrestle with elevated inflation for the first time in their lives. Inflation has been touching its highest level since 1991, when baby boomers, who were born from 1946 to 1964, were roughly the same age. Some of the most extreme price increases have been sustained in categories in which millennials and their younger counterparts in Generation Z are more likely to spend than older generations. Until recently, gasoline prices were up nearly 50% this year. Americans in their 20s and 30s spent more of their monthly budget on gas than other age groups. Apartment rents have also been climbing rapidly, as have the prices of used cars and meals at restaurants. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. It's time to talk about Omicron. The latest variant of COVID-19 has created significant stock market volatility in recent days and also jeopardizes the ongoing recovery of global and national economies. Most economists have little idea how Omicron will alter the economy's trajectory. Analysts at Oxford Economics sketched out three scenarios featured in a recent New York Times article. One predicts that there will be no discernible impact on economic growth, but another suggests that the variant could be severe enough to slash next year's economic growth in half. In any case, it will take several weeks before there is more clarity. The hope, of course, is that Omicron will turn out to be a minor event. A recent report from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development indicates that the world economy bounced back more forcefully this year than had been anticipated. But the report also projected that growth was set to slow in 2022, including in the United States, and those projections emerged before the Omicron variant hit the headlines. The report suggests that the U.S. economy will end up expanding 5.6% this year and 3.7% next. Only time will tell. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Inflation in America has been running at its highest level in 31 years. The question becomes, why is this happening now? As is often the case in the world of economics, there are multiple factors. As indicated by writer Gabriel Rubin, inflation represents the broad rise in prices or alternatively, the decline in the value of money. It generally results from too much demand chasing too few goods or limited services. The shortage of output relative to demand translates into substantial scarcity and rising prices. The present bout of inflation has several identifiable causes, writes Rubin, many of them linked to the lingering pandemic. First, consumers are flush with savings from government stimulus programs and the depressed spending on services that has accompanied much of the period of public health crisis. Second, there are fewer workers in the labor market, encouraging those who are working to demand raises. Third, Energy prices, including gasoline, have risen as oil and gas production lagged behind the return of consumer demand coming out of the pandemic. Fourth, the return of demand has revealed all types of supply chain constraints, ranging from a lack of truck drivers to a lack of capacity at seaports and warehouses. Elevated inflation is set to persist into next year. 
for WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. There has been much discussion of late regarding America's low labor force participation rate. The dearth of workers willing to work and available to hire has been one of the many factors contributing to supply chain issues and higher inflation. As indicated in a recent Bloomberg article, one of the many ways in which the pandemic has been reshaping the U.S. labor market is through its impact on immigration. In particular, the number of immigrants in America participating in the H-1B visa program and holding high-tech jobs has declined the most in at least a decade this year amid travel restrictions. The decline in high-tech workers arriving in America has occurred even as industry job openings have attained record highs. According to a Bloomberg News analysis of U.S. Labor Department data, the number of foreign engineering and mathematics workers on H-1B visas fell nearly 13% during the federal fiscal year ending in September of 2021 compared to the prior year. This represents the second consecutive annual decline for workforce segments that have historically experienced consistent growth. The drop is largely attributable to significant slowdowns in visa processing during lockdowns, as well as tighter immigration policies stemming from the pandemic. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Sometimes on cable TV or elsewhere, you might see a feature on a hoarder. These are people who have difficulty throwing things out and therefore who often end up with residences packed to the brim with stuff. But hoarding can take place in the context of business as well, and it has been. Because of ongoing supply chain issues, many small businesses have endeavored to build up their inventory so that they can have sufficient amounts of product to sell. As indicated in a recent New York Times article, unpredictability regarding the available supply of goods has forced many small businesses to make purchasing decisions weeks or months earlier than they normally would, tying up more of their cash in inventory, which can be risky. Sales of merchandise are not guaranteed even when customers have plenty of money to spend. Another possibility facing business is that they don't amass sufficient inventory and therefore don't have what customers want when the critical moment of satisfying demand arrives. That's not good for business, including repeat business. A recent study by Adobe found that out-of-stock messages this October more than quadrupled compared with October of 2019. That's why many retailers have been urging the public to shop earlier this year. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.